Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Awesome. So this morning we've got um, we've got a few things we want to do. We've got communion, and as you can see, obviously your round tables. We're not always round tables um, on a Sunday morning, and we're just going to do some kind of connecting with each other, some chatting, some praying and stuff with each other. Um, but before we go there, I've, God's done a little bit of a, um, let's call it a God, a God incident instead of a coincidence, a God incident this week. Because this week, um, as I was just praying about what to bring, because you know we've been having some messages on Israel and I felt, okay, we need, and we've had quite a few videos and we've got a few more kind of live streams that we're going to have over the next few weeks. So I thought, let's just take a bit of a break from those for a second and let's just, just let's have some time to speak into our congregation here in Crawley. So um, as I was just planning and thinking, okay, how are we going to do this this week? Uh, one of the things I thought was, I heard a message a while back about, um, just God using his body and using us to communicate with each other, to bless each other, to strengthen each other, to speak into each other's lives. And there was a message that someone brought a while back um, about, and it was the title of the message was The Silver Tray Service is Over. And that person is here today and they're going to they're bring that for us this morning and you can hear, hear the message in person. But as I was preparing for this, it was like, um, it would be great if the, if the person that um, actually brought it, who is Nick, uh, in Horsham, he brought it in a prayer meeting, I'm sure he'll explain. It'd be great if he was able to just bring it himself and, you know, tell us himself. And it just so happened that he was scheduled to play keyboard this morning. So I had nothing to do with that. None of us had anything to do with that. It just so happens that we had to, because Shayla was leading, we had to change over keyboard people and completely unknown to me, Nick was here this morning. So it's perfect, isn't it? So he is actually going to speak to us for a, for a number of minutes and just bring his message. Um, and I'm sure it will encourage us. And then I'm going to say a few things off the back of that, and then we're going to do some other bits. So let's just welcome Nick. Morning. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, hello, I'm Nick. Um, as a bit of background, this is actually important for what I'm going to say later. Um, so I'm a software developer by trade. Uh, I'm trying to run a business at the moment. I have financial concerns. I have uh, family concerns. I'm a normal person, just like everybody else. I haven't been to Bible college. <laughs> um, in, in, all, in all sense of the word, I'm a fairly normal person. Friends would probably disagree. Um, but yeah, just, just bear that in mind as we sort of talk um, in a bit more detail. Can you do me a favor? Just close your eyes. And I want you to just imagine that you're sitting in a prison cell, a very small cell with bars. I want you to look in your head to the left. All you can see is bars. You can see the world outside. You can see your life, but there's bars in front of your view. Look to the right, the same thing. Look behind you, exactly the same thing. But then look to the front, and you'll notice there's a door, and it's open. Uh, you can open your eyes now, thanks. Um, so God gave me this exact message, this, this exact picture, uh, when I brought the prayer meeting in Horsham. Um, and he was saying, actually, 
We might feel like we're in a prison at the moment, but it's our own prison. It's the prison we've put ourselves in. The door's actually open. We can leave at any point. There's nothing stopping us from standing up and walking out. And those, uh, the prison in the context of what I'm going to bring uh, can mean two, one of two things, or potentially both things for any one of, of us, for you. Um, one is a prison where um, we say, church isn't good enough, or he's not good enough, or that's not good enough. And the other prison is, I'm not good enough. How could I possibly be better than so-and-so? Do you see where I'm going with this? So actually, nobody's put you in this prison. It's something that happens in your head. Um, And you might have heard the term um, putting God in a box. Now, let me tell you, you can't put God in a box. God cannot be contained. You can put yourself in a box. You can limit yourself in the way you think, in the way that you think that God can work through you. Um, But yeah, God can't be put in a box. It's you that's in the prison. And that's what I want to kind of lead into now with with a few things that God's kind of unraveled to me. And then obviously I'll share to the church as well. Um, But God was saying for a number of years, especially in Kingdom Faith, we've been used to having, as Rohan put it, um, a silver trade service or silver service where a handful of talented chefs have have brought fine cuisine and we've wined and dined and enjoyed the expertise and the, the amazing talents that the guys in the church have brought. But God is bringing us out of that now. God is bringing us into a new season where everybody has a part to play. It's not just the guys standing at the front, you know, going back to my original point, I am not a preacher. <laughs> I'm a software developer from Horsham. Um, and that is what God's trying to say is that preachers, sorry, Ryan, preachers aren't special. <laughs> preachers aren't special. They're just amazing people that serve God. But God also wants us to all be that person. Um, and what God was saying is, we're, again, we, we're used to having that kind of silver trade service, being wine and dine. It's gone. Kitchen's closed. (laughs) Those days are over. God is saying he's inviting us to a bring and share banquet where everybody has something to bring and everybody has something to share. And I'm not talking about bringing uh, like a packet of Tesco's own brand sausage rolls. No, no, no. What God wants is your authentic homemade cuisine. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Is Is it making sense? So in the context of a church, God wants us to bring our true selves and everybody has something to bring, and everybody has something to share. Um, and this is really key, because going back to the prison cells, sometimes we think that we're not good enough. We, we'll be in a prayer meeting, and somebody will pray something out amazing, and then we'll cower into a corner and say, <laughs> I can't pray anything as good as that. Um, same for anything to do with life or church. Let's not limit ourselves, and certainly not limit God's ability to work through us. Um, so that is kind of it. I think I'm just going to check my notes, make sure I've not said anything else, uh, missed anything else, sorry. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're all here to bring something, we're all here to share. Kitchen's closed, buffet's open, thank you. Thanks a lot, Nick. And I am, I'm not special. (laughs) I'm special to God. God, God thinks I'm special. My wife maybe thinks I'm special, I don't know. Um, but what a great message. And actually, when, when Nick brought this, it was in a prayer meeting in Horsham just before their main meeting. And this message kind of went, there was a few leaders in the meeting, you said, didn't you? So a few of the kind of 
kingdom faith kind of other leaders and they heard this message and they were like wow this is like a word for now and this needs to go everywhere and it kind of I don't even think Nick really knew but we were talking about in our leadership meetings that we have with all the other congregation leaders we were talking about it um, in other meetings with our staff team at Kingdom, you know, the Kingdom Faith in Horsham and stuff like that. And this message just went out and went out and went out. And it's, it is powerful because actually it really is what the heart, it's, got, it's God's heart that we are here, we have things um, to bring, God's given us gifts, God's given us talents, God's given us, you know, stuff to bring, to share with other people. Um, just listen to this scripture, this is from Romans 12. It says, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not, think, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, so many parts to our physical body, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. And there's loads of other scriptures in, in, in the New Testament about being the body of Christ, that we're all part, and, you know, we're part of one body, kind of one living organism, and we all have a part to play and a function. And sometimes we may think that we've only, we're not really, yeah, like Nick was saying, we haven't been to Bible college, or we're not really good enough, or we haven't got this understanding or teaching or this or that. But God is just saying to us, you know, what have you, what have you got? What, what's the little you have got? And um, just bring that, share that, do something with what you've got. You know, and that's a, that's a principle in the Bible that when we just give the little that we have out of our hand, he turns it into something special. Do you know, he does something with it. With, like with the, um, the boy with the fishes and the loaves and Jesus wanting to feed the 5,000, it was like he just said, just bring, give me something to work with here and I will turn it, I'll do a miracle, and I'll turn it into something special. And I believe that's what God is saying to us today. It's just bring, bring something, bring something. You've got something good. It's probably better than you think it is. Just bring it and share it, and God will do something with it. So for the next part of our meeting, let's have a look at the time. Um, before we do communion and other things, what I want us to do, we haven't done this for a while, actually, is just around your tables, I would like you to just share, I mean, feel free to just share something that God might be doing in your life at the moment, like it might be a testimony of something that he's done for you or doing in you or shown you. Um, but it also might be something that you need prayer for. It might be a prayer request, a prayer need, something going on in your life that you need prayer for. Um, and just share that with other people on your table and just pray for each other. So it might be something to encourage someone else or it might be something that you need from God to encourage you or to do something in you. And also, if you feel like 
especially when you're praying for each other, you have something from God for someone, like, a, you know, God sometimes speaks to us and gives us a message, gives us a word for someone, then share that as well. Nothing too directional or, you know, saying you're going to go here and do this or do the other. But just it's when we share things from God, it's always encouraging. It's always building up. It's always to, to, to give us encouragement. You know, it's, it's God's heart for people. So I just want you to take some time to do that around your tables. I don't know if we need to, maybe if there's two of you, you can just, oh, okay, four of you, okay. Yeah, you can shuffle around if you need to. And um, yeah, share some things, encourage each other, and we'll do that for a few minutes and then we'll move on. Okay. We'll just, just bring it to a close here. But if you want to, after the meeting, if you want to continue talking around your tables, feel free to do that. And you can, you can meet up with each other anytime. You can phone each other, go and grab a coffee together um, and just continue on. Just before we move into communion, we have got one testimony that we'd just like to share with everyone for a few minutes. Just Sandra, let's give her a round of applause. So um, I'm not going to make the testimony long because it's kind of a bit of a testimony, but I'm not sharing the whole thing with you, just a little snippet. And the rest of it, I'm hoping, is going to be an encouragement to you all. So all I will say is, in the past few months, I feel like God has come along and tipped me upside down and then threw me up in the air and let's see where you land. That's all I can say. That's how it feels. Um, what I can say is throughout this whole process, which we haven't got time to go through now, is that I have clung to God because he is my only hope. And he is my stability. He's the one thing, no matter what changes, whether you feel you've been tossed up in the air or not, no matter what changes in your life, he's the one who is the most consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And his grace is always enough for us. So this morning in the prayer meeting, um, I really felt like um, sometimes, you know, we carry things, don't we? We don't realise that we pick things up on our journey. And bit by bit, they begin to weigh us down. And then we start to feel, we might not use the term heavy, because that might not be true, but there seems to be a bit less joy, a bit less of a spring in our step. Um, and this is what God was showing me just a minute ago. Sometimes there's a bit less of a spring in our step. It's not that we feel like we've really fallen away from God or we're a million miles, although there might be someone in the room who does feel like that. It's just that on our journey, distractions come. Cares of the world. And the enemy loves to um, stir it up so that our focus is shifted. Now, the enemy doesn't always cause the cares of the world, but he likes to help meddle in it. Does that make sense? To make things bigger than they are so that we end up looking at these little things and forgetting that God is bigger. And God is really saying to us today a couple of things. We're saying he's always speaking to us, isn't he? Is that he's still bigger no matter where you're looking. And sometimes we just need to be reminded to stop looking at this stuff and remember who we are in Christ. 
Remember what he has done for us, what he has accomplished for us, because he hasn't called us to a life of misery. He's called us to a life of joy. And for me, I mean, I know we're all different characters, aren't we? We're all different personalities. So how uh, we kind of manifest or express um, the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is going to look different to each individual because he's made us so individually different. But for me, joy is like energy. So if I am filled with joy, I have energy. I have a spring in my step. And I really believe that when you take communion shortly, that what God wants to do is to remind you that he can take that burden away and give you the spring in your step back to you. I feel like that's what he's done for me. I mean, I still have days, I mean, even now I feel really tired, but it's that inner joy that God has given me. And we know where does joy come from? Do you all know? The joy of the Lord is your strength, but where does it come from? Faith. Faith releases joy. So as you choose to take communion today, apply faith. By faith, you are saved, not of yourselves, but his grace, because his grace is all that you need. And we can't do it without his grace, can we? And the only other thing I was going to say, if you feel like you're not good enough this morning, I'm not good enough either. Not one person in this room is good enough to take communion, but it's by the blood of Jesus that we are able to walk straight into the Holy of Holies because he tore the curtain in two and made a way for us to freely come in. Does that mean we can be flippant about sin? No, But what a wonderful opportunity we have right now. If you don't feel right with God, it takes two seconds to get right with him. And as we come to communion, and I hand back to Pastor Rohan, I'm just exhorting you to make that choice this morning, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what's going on in your life, that you're going to take a few minutes out to get right with God. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. That was brilliant. You know, there's there's something about, so like what Nick was saying, that when when we share what's going on in our lives, when we share the things that, sometimes it can be our victories, or it can even be sometimes where we feel like we've messed up, or we feel defeated, or we feel like we've let people down. When we just share things, it's it allows God into the situation, I think, sometimes. It just allows, it allows other people to, to bring a word of life or, or just something from the Lord into that, into your life, into your situation, and just encourage you. And we all have words of encouragement from God. And, you know, when we do different groups, you know, there's, there's like a men's group that I'm doing, and we talk about the things we're struggling with and things like that. It's like... You just, you just lay everything out before, before us and then other, people's, other people have the pieces of the puzzle to give to you. That's why small groups are so important because other people say, one person will say, have you tried doing this or have you did, done this? I, you know, this is what I did and this is, that worked for me, try this. Another person will say, oh, pre, you know, 
Have you ever seen this scripture in the Bible? Pray this, believe this. And you can kind of just, it's fellowship, isn't it? That's why we're a body. We're here to support each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up, strengthen each other. And that's why, that's why we exist. So Sandra has led us right into communion. So you don't have to take communion this morning if you don't want to. You know, we never force anyone to take communion. But it is, it's life-giving Amen. Because we're, we're recognising what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We're recognising that he died for every single bad thing that we may have ever done, thought, you know, everything in word and in deed. Everything that we've ever done wrong, he paid the price for that on the cross. He gave his body, he gave his, he gave his life for us. And when we put our trust in him and we believe in what he did for us, was directly for us individually, that's where we pass from death to life. That's what we call salvation, don't we? And we can continually come before him and say, Lord, I thank you for everything you did for me. And when we take communion, it's like we're, we're recognising and we're taking it into our body and we're doing it as a body, as a church of people. We're coming together as one to say, God, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. Forgive us for anything wrong we've done. Um, and we thank you that your, your sacrifice cleanses us and keeps us holy before you and keeps us in relationship with you. And we remember everything we, that he's done for us. So um, if you'd like to take your bread. Have you got, you got bread? No, you haven't got any bread. Have I taken your one? Oh, there's an, is, there, is there another loaf of bread for these guys? Or a bread roll? Um, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So if you'd like to just take a piece of bread, if you want to partake in communion, take a, little, take a piece of bread and just thank him for what he's done for you. And just take that. And as, as Sandra was saying... Maybe just take a moment as well. Maybe while you're, you can do it while you're eating the bread or before you eat the bread. Just, if there's anything, it literally can take seconds. There's things that you need to deal with with God. Just say, Lord, forgive me, you know, for this, that, the other. And you can obviously do this in your own time as well. But just get your heart right with him. Maybe one of the main things is, Lord, forgive me for living my life the way I want to live it or without you or just leaving you behind or... You know, I'm just doing my own thing without you, God. But Lord, I want, I surrender my life to you afresh as I take this communion. So you can do that. And young people, you can do that as well. And once you've just kind of prayed that or taken that time with the Lord, just you can have your bread. So this is, you know, we call this a covenant meal, don't we? This is remembering God's covenant with us. And covenant is, is a deep, it's a deep, powerful thing. You can preach on covenant for, for months. But it's God's promises to us. And when we take communion, it's like we're remembering the covenant, the promises, the things he's done for us and is going to do for us. So in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup... You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 
So let's just take the cup and as Sandra was saying, renew covenant with God, renew relationship with God and let that joy come back into our walk with him. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.